want to say welcome back to a modern man podcast i'm your host jd farrell we are presented to you by the modern podcast network this is a welcome back sorry for the couple week absence been going through some things been you know a little busy preoccupied but i'm back now as Biden said, I'm building back better. Okay, the three B's. All right, the better business brew, the build back better. We're doing those things. I'm gonna keep we're gonna keep the monologue short this week. All right, we do get a long podcast at the end. It's just me and Ariel catching up where Ariel hasn't came on the podcast to talk about her acting while she's acting still in the pandemic and trying to break out. And it's just been over a month, maybe two months since I've caught up with her so we kind of just caught up talked about life and kind of where our current state is right now and the reason i'm cute and short not only did we go long but just like with the content coming out we got me and steven are working on some things we're figuring out where to go to next with fargo watch party being kind of dissolved and we got a new transition of fargo watch party transitioning to something else i don't know if you've tuned in to southern hospitality and producing the Southern Hospitality. Blake Wool is the host of that podcast. So check that out. It's all your Southern sports needs. You know, Big 12. Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, NFL from the Cowboys perspective. Everything. You know, I'm going to throw some Colts in there. But, yeah, check out those podcasts. The Weekly Spread podcast is still coming out. We're not, We're not so hot, but at least... We've took a couple weeks off and we haven't given yet losers because we were on a losing streak. So we just had to take a step back because we were not trying to, you know, put out all those losers. So, yeah, check out the modern.fm. We're still doing things. Uh, besides that, check out Ariel Miserly. So happy to have her on again. But yeah, I love the hat, though. Your hair looks good, too. It's getting long. Thanks. Oh. It's crazy, right? Yeah. This is my little hippie hat. Here, I'll give you my outfit of the day. I don't have my shoes on. But look how fun these pants are. Oh, I love it. It's like you're getting fat. You remind me of a uh, homegirl from Austin Powers. I love that. Thank you. The British, uh, forgot her name. Heather Graham. Is it Heather Graham? But she's not British. Is it? Is it Heather Graham? I don't know, honestly. Maybe it is Heather Graham. I'm thinking of Heather Locklear, but I think it is Heather Graham. Let me oh, yeah. I don't know the name Heather Locklear. I was just grabbing my little notebook. But, yeah, you definitely look like you should be dancing at a, a disco vibe. Yes. I, exactly. I had a different look that I put together, and then I was like, no, I just, I get hippie vibes when I wear this hat and I'm about to put on all my crystals and shit. <laughs> I want to grab my little laptop. Oh, okay. So much more like Heather Graham. No, so no. much more. Yeah. I think, isn't Heather Graham um, a redhead though? I mean, I love redheads actually. Maybe naturally, but I think she dyed her hair through most of her career as blonde. She looks blonde, but it looks like maybe it, you know, she looks, she looks pretty blonde, but maybe, yeah. Well, that makes sense too. 
That's very Hollywood-esque, you know, you go into it. That's kind of the weird part right now, or not even, I guess, weird, but it's just interesting that people will like super blow up and become A-list celebrities, you know, and then they go and get a bunch of surgery and change everything about yeah. how they look, you yeah. know? But I'm kind of like, well, you got famous off this face, like it's good enough, you know, like nobody said, oh, well, you only get this role if you get two nose jobs. But I, I don't know. I, I started realizing that first Carrie Underwood was the woman that it was because if you look at her pre-idol and then see after like she you can it just sees money like she just it turns you into a superstar like all the products and everything. Yeah. Well, no, that makes sense, though. Like, of course, you can afford to go and get, like, skin buffing treatments and laser hair removal and to yeah. get, like, your fat frozen and stuff. Totally. Like, that's superstar treatment, no doubt. And that's kind of where you start to look like a superstar. But I guess I just mean, like, even with, like, Megan Fox, like, she's been the oh, she's considered got... one of the most gorgeous people in the world. She's always gotten those roles that are like, Megan, you're so sexy. And then she still... I think it's just maybe like Hollywood insecurity, but she didn't yeah. need any surgery, but now she's had like a little bit of nose done, a little bit of an eyebrow lift, a little bit of a skinny BBO, a little bit of lip injections. This is what, would you judge this? I don't, are, are you a fan of facial hair? Yeah. All right. But like in wanting to shave, how would you judge? Cause I don't know if they don't do this in Hollywood. Cause I'm thinking like, as a man, why not get LASIK hair removal for my face? If yeah. I like being clean shaven, is it, is that weird? Do, has someone ever done that? Do people do that? That's what I'm wondering. I'm sure people do do that because women will get like their mustaches, LASIK hair removal. If they have like a problem where they need to like shave their stash all the time. And I'd say kind of like to each their own. It's just, the thing is it's painful. I've never had it done. I've oh, had yes. friends that have had it done but it's legit painful and you legit also need to have enough money to support going like five to seven times. If you want it to be like, you okay. don't shave anymore. If you want to just thin it out and then you shave every other day, it doesn't grow back as thick. You can maybe get away with like two or three sessions, but you still have to go multiple times. And the also difference is if you're just getting like a tiny little thing on your stash, you don't have to endure the pain for that long. But if you're getting something like this whole like side of your face and then a bit of your neck too because I'm assuming you have to shave that too like that's a different story I'm sure it would just be like almost so excruciating on those like sensitive parts yeah I mean I'm sure you could I've never heard of somebody getting their whole face LASIK but that's just because it's like damn like it's it's expensive and it really is painful but don't people do that you know on their private area yes I've heard of um, most of the time when I hear about like a pubic LASIK going on, it's mm -hmm. still not like anywhere near as thorough as getting like a Brazilian where they have you like spreading and contorting all different ways to like get all the patches from like every angle. It's really not like that. I think you're only able to get like your mom's pubis kind of LASIK and they can't really mess around with like your labia or like trying to like LASIK your taint, you know, like yeah. that's the skin between the the butt the, the two holes get a ball in there oh that would yeah that'd be sensitive right there yeah and because they just have to keep going over it and going over it and going <laughs> over it it's just like shading on a tattoo yeah the outline's not too bad okay sure 
and then they just keep adding a depth of colors on top of your raw skin. Your detail is making me so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I'm, that's just what, how my friends describe it. I don't know. I've never even had a Brazilian wax, so I don't know. So do you think you're going to start getting anything done once you start making it? Do you think you're going to change appearance? I just want to have like, I mean, if I was like, an, are you saying like things that I would start in the next year or two if I start getting famous or like if I was an A-list celebrity? Okay, I guess things, is there anything now you would like to change? And then just through that, is there anything now you would like to change? Because you obviously don't know the person you're going to be then. Yeah, well, um, or work done. My my twenties have been kind in the sense that I'm like I'm growing more comfortable with myself and and how I look, you know. So as of right now, I don't really feel the need to get like I think if anything, maybe I would get like a little bit of filler or something. But I've even kind of been turned away or turned off of getting filler or work done just because it's like authentic natural faces really are gorgeous and I think um yeah like if I can make it and people like my face the way it is and I'm not getting like pressure <laughs> from any like producers or agents or something that are like listen we really need you to like take it to the next level then like maybe even then it's still kind of like god you know I want to be able to do it for me so honestly mm. no I think I would just invest really heavily in like the best esthetician so I had like really perfect skin and maybe doing like sculpting facials so I can have a little bit more of a chiseled out look but not going as far as to inject anything or have any like cheek implants but yeah just like that would be fun I think so would you get any work done Darnell uh, I mean I definitely now the older I get I would oh, I would fuck with some skincare treatments for sure I'll do hella hella mask do that but I mean no I don't think so like maybe it depends on of course at the level I'm at because do you have you ever seen the show Vanderpump Rules uh no I've heard of it I haven't seen it though like personally like one of the guys Jack's on there and this is like say I am like on a reality show doing something that makes me like famous for my body and he, you know how women get a butt lift or, or not a butt lift, a boob lift. He mm -hmm. got a pectoral lift. And because he, I guess he was like 36, 37 and like, you know, not in the peak shape. But like, if like my body is that on a reality show, like maybe I would do something like that. I don't know. I'm just, I'm right. not putting it past myself that I would do something like that to mm -hmm. stay relevant. Yeah. Exactly. And I'd say like, it totally makes sense, especially if you are like under a microscope and you're constantly like, there's not an off season for you where you can yeah. like gain weight over the holidays or something. And you feel like people are always looking at you and scrutinizing you. It makes sense. Like why even super famous celebrities that got famous without anything, go ahead and start doing things. I think like, you know, everyone eventually gets like new teeth. Everyone just gets like one little Definitely nose up, dude, kind of make yeah. things look perfect, you know? So I don't know. I wouldn't want to change too much about my face, but I think like after having kids, I'm totally getting a breast lift, no doubt. 
maybe even a boob job if they end up getting like super deflated, (laughs) you know, and then maybe like a tummy tuck if I'm having issues bouncing back, you know, so I think there's, it's great that there's options for like just building up your confidence as long as you're not going so far as to like buy another person's face or another person's body. If it's like, you're just making like tweakments, you know, then I think that makes sense, but yeah. yeah. An interesting topic. What what has you thinking about this? Uh, I mean, well, mainly just because shaving and having to do different. I mean, because it was weird because my hair used to, I used to never really grow facial hair for like the first 25, 26 years of my life. And like I would, but it was very slow. In. And then uh, maybe like nine, 10 months ago, I got rid of my razor because it just kind of like stopped working. I was using the same razor for since I graduated high school, like this thing, it was an electric razor. It just worked because I hair wasn't growing. Like you can see my body hair. I have less than most what, like I just, my body wasn't growing much and that died. So I'm like, all right, I need to invest in a new razor. And so like the new razor was like fucking with my skin and then my hair was growing back faster. So I'm like, all right, I can't use that razor. I'll just like use a straight razor, like a classic razor. And then also getting more skincare treatments and then just thinking like, what if I just like laser my hair and stuff like that? So that's where the conversation. Yeah. Came from. And if you, exactly. And I think in that case, if you're trying to like make your hair pattern thinner or make it come back slower and you're maybe not even looking for complete removal, then I would totally say like, just do it, you know? Oh no. Oh no. I don't want to do it now. The way you described it, the pain, I can deal with just shaving every couple of days and the, cause it's fine. And <laughs> I just have to use a regular razor. Like I never in my life used actual razors like I'm assuming you do I'm not well this is me making an ass of myself do you shave your legs I don't know yeah I do Uh, and especially just because I only shave them though probably I don't know it just depends like on the season on my outfit what I'm doing I I like to dolphinize myself at least once a week But in that aspect, then you obviously use a razor razor, not an electric razor. Yeah, I've never used an electric razor, just like I've never tried Nair. (laughs) (laughs) I'm scared of Nair. I've heard too many crazy horror stories. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Doesn't seem worth it to me. I'm okay. (laughs) I'll I'll skip that. Thank you. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of the electric razor, but it, it's just, it's easier. But then I love the shape straight razor and it's such a cleaner shave and much better look too. So it's oh, a little more, a little more work, but I like it. Yeah. It, I don't know. I just, that seems so scary to just have like one single blade that you're like, like, even oh. is that what, isn't that what a straight no, no. razor is? I guess that's what it, I just mean. Like straight classic razor by straight razor. That's what I mean. Oh, okay, okay, I gotcha. I thought you meant I was imagining you with like a 1950s barber setup where you've got like this single blade and all your like you brush on some cream. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I do do the cream, but (laughs) and then afterwards you like slap on some aftershave. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. That's like the kind of stuff my fucking dad does. See, I'm like, that's how they used to shave back in the day, but they never like are cut up like on the movies. Like they just shave it and they can get so perfect shave, but never cut themselves. It's like, we know y'all people's faces probably like so fucked up back in the day. Like, Right. 
It makes pet. sense. Yeah. I mean, geez. I don't know. Are you somebody that scars easy and then it like stays for a long time? Or oh, do things God. normally just like heal and go away? I mean, I'm a person that heals very quickly. Yeah. What about you? I feel like I heal quickly, but maybe it's just because I'm pale or something. Like I just, I've got scars everywhere and I don't know how long it takes for them to go away. But even like my hands are like, they're so marred and fucked up from like being in the restaurant industry and shit. It's oh. embarrassing when I'm asked to sleep with my hands, like front and back. I think I've mentioned this before, but I'm like, oh, don't look at my hands. See, you say you're so pale, but I'm like, your California tan just like, don't look pale at all. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Thanks. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard for me to tell because I'm also around other, you know, Californians that are so tan and I still feel like I haven't gotten to that point yet where I'm like sun stained. Like I obviously like lived my whole life in Arizona, California or something, you know. (laughs) You have like a rustic tint to your skin then yeah no seriously and like you can also even tan to a deeper level like white folks I feel like especially I can tell if it's like this guy obviously has been surfing for 20 years and like it doesn't matter if he went and lived in Alaska for a year like he'd come mm-hmm. back and still be kind of brown even though he's fucking German yeah you know that's when they like you look like a glove like your skin looks like a glove then at that point really <laughs> A glove, like a leather glove, is what you mean? Like, there? well, like a baseball mitt. You know what I mean? Like, you know how oh. they're like. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard yeah. people I describe actually, it like that. Yeah, you know that shit is fucking real. I mean, it's all in like your genetics, how you age mm-hmm. a little bit too, as well as your environment. But I think my family, I mean, really, I don't think I'm gonna age the best fast. And I actually was just talking to my mom the other day, like besides yeah. you. You have, you know, you look great, but I'm just like kind of the rest of my family. Like everyone got wrinkly pretty young. Yeah. So this was my last year of laying out in the sun and just being carefree. And now I'm going to be one of those people that always has like an umbrella or a big hat. Yeah. Full, full length sleeves. Full pants. Length. If I want the sun kissed look, I'm just going to like put on a little bit of self tan and it's okay. Just because I <laughs> I can't. Wow. I doubt that's going to be you. You really, I mean, if you can do that, but I, I don't think you're going to do that. I'm going to try. I'm going to just try it and try to get used to it. <laughs> just instead of letting myself bake for like 10 hours, I know that's bad for you. I mean, maybe you shouldn't have moved to California. Okay. I guess once you make it, go, go to Nebraska. Okay. Go huh. to us. I'm talking about the sun. Like you should go to a, 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 move to Canada like Canada has a great film industry and they don't get sun six months of the year wow I mean then I would have depression six months out of the year though no way come to Chicago (laughs) you get six and six a little hit hard taste bad it tastes bad right now I think it's about to die or it should already be dead but it's not telling me that so I'm just like sucking at it (laughs) sucking at it exactly my bad see my my verbiage is always my vernacular is not the best oh please no I love it I love that your mind's like always a little bit in the gutter (laughs) fun (laughs) so all right are you back in Cali by the way or are you still in the old Utah yeah 
Where's my house? Okay. All right. I'm just making sure I didn't know where you, it was just like, you're all over. Yes. Uh. I'm back. Utah was so fucking gorgeous and beautiful. And I just, it was, uh, especially because I'm here right now and I have been for the past few years, like I just never really get to see fall colors. And it's something mm -hmm. that I miss being able to see red and orange trees and yellow trees and, and just seeing all the leaves on the ground. And it was just beautiful. Utah's really got a lot of nature in it. Um, I was kind of like, you never know what to expect. So we went to the mountains in like Park City and it was just fucking gorgeous. And it was cold, which I was also happy about because I can't even wear a sweater out here. Like it's going to be 75 degrees today. Oh, lucky you. It's fucking the sun's out, but it's 36 degrees. 36? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's been miserable the past couple of days. It goes up to 50 this weekend, midday. Oh. But yeah. Oh my God. Wow. That sucks. <laughs> Thank you. But it's also fun. It'll snow soon though, right? I hate snow. that's people who don't have snow. Like there's nothing fun about snow. Walking in snow is not fun. I I disagree. I like walk. If you're like if you're prepared snow is fun if you don't have the the right jacket and boots and stuff then it's going to be pretty miserable but like you don't want to make a snowman I mean playing and walking to work because I'm like I'm gonna just be going to work so it's it's like yeah mm, okay mm. I yeah. guess I I'm, guess. A, I'm a I'm a like you I want to live in California weather like I don't want to live in cold weather it is pretty fucking nice. I mean, if you want winter or snow, you just like drive in a couple hours up to Big Bear and go on the mountain and then you're like, oh. all right, that was enough. <laughs> I don't get to do that for the next three years. It's okay. Uh, I'll, I'll make peace with it. You made this decision. Yes. You love Chicago. I mean, yeah, for now, for now. Yeah. It's no, it's no New about, York. What do you love about Chicago? Or like, yeah, answer that. And then I have another question. I mean, I love that it's a, has a lot of public transportation, a lot of good restaurants, a lot of cool, like-minded people. It's pretty diverse, but I don't get to see it as much right now with like my neighborhood and job and school. But mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, it has to get seen anything that gives you like compared to LA, I will say this, not like, but like New York and even like just cities with like where you're the middle of the cities on a water, like through New York and stuff like you always have great views and stuff like that, like the city skyline and stuff like that. But y'all have the Hollywood sign and stuff like that. Yeah. Hollywood sign and like rolling hills, but also nothing in comparison to like the skyline of New York or Chicago with all those big yeah. tall buildings that have been there for so long. We've got some tall buildings in LA, but I think LA is kind of moving out of being the hub of California, you know? Yeah. It's now people are, are like, ooh, San Fran. Oakland, yeah, San Francisco. Like, yeah, you know, so that's cool though, because you know, I always appreciate like an evolution of people moving around and being able to appreciate all the cities for their beauty. I don't know. I really want to visit San Francisco. Um, in your time that you were in California, did you ever go to NorCal? No, that's why. I mean, if you take a trip to San Francisco, I'll definitely, I want to fly out to San Francisco. 
is I want to that was one of my places to go to grad school is either Miami, Chicago, or I was going to do North Cal, either Sacramento, San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, man. I wonder how far apart Sacramento and San Francisco are. I think probably like five hours or so. Mm, yeah. I have no idea. Because I'm pretty sure just to get to San Francisco is like an eight hour drive for me. It's like Texas, just longer, just fucking so Right? I'm not used to that. In Oklahoma, you just drive for two hours and you're out of there. (laughs) You're just out. That's what everyone, they, you can go through each little city. It's like two hours to go in, like, boom, boom, like hit every city. You're good. Yep. It's so quick because it's so small. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. What's the biggest difference do you think between Chicago and New York? Oh, the size. Like it's New York. I feel like New York is like four Chicago's like each uh, borough is a Chicago, like Queens, uh, Brooklyn, uh, Manhattan, mm-hmm. Stat- but Staten Island's real fucking small. So not Staten Island because I've never been to Staten Island, but. That's where Pete Davidson is from, right? I just, that's why they talk shit. On, I was just like, no one, there's no reason to go to Staten Island. It's like the suburbs of New York City, like, but on a little island. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why would I go there? Punk kids. That's funny. <laughs> I just only knew that or no, I guess, saw that earlier today. And I was like, ah, oh, that makes sense. The motherfucker like him would be from Staten Island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you seen his movie that he's in that, uh, not his movie, but. Uh, he's in that is produced by what's his name who made uh, this is 40 and knocked up I think I've seen the commercials for it where it's just like him kind of as a character like as himself yeah even though technically it's not Pete in the movie you know but yeah I saw the ads for it and like I think Pete's funny but I don't know if I'd sit down and watch the whole movie I mean, it's good. It's because he's not, I mean, yes, he's the star, but he doesn't like write or direct it or anything. It's made by, oh man, now forget the director, but who made Knocked Up in them. So it's a really, it's Judd Apatow. It's a Judd Apatow film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Judd Apatow. I'm actually going to write that down. I'm still collecting names for i know did you yeah did you tell me yeah do you got the answers to my question i know it's been a while and i probably should have pre-asked you before you head in but do you have the answers to those questions yes and i wrote them down because i didn't want to like forget looking through your book Mm-hmm. Bitch. Not gonna lie. I feel like this screen makes me look tired. Maybe it's just the ankle. Sure. Yeah. Could be. I write so much stuff in this. It's like, okay. Yes. Got it? You got it? Yes. All right. So I was thinking, and I'm still like kind of, again, like 
doing more research and figuring it out, but ones that I was turned on to by one of my like independent director friends who was telling me about really good directors that work with like new faces. And also he shared some insight of like his opinion, which is, um, his name is Art. He was saying that, you know, he especially likes it when directors are the ones who wrote the screenplay. Because they don't, you know, they understand the characters better than anybody else. And they're like always the go-to person, you know? Mm -hmm. So a couple of directors that do that were like Paul Thomas Anderson and Terrence Malick. And I believe it was with Paul Thomas Anderson where he, uh, I need to, where the fucking hell did my phone go? All right. Sorry, audience. That was a quick break. We're back, back from break. <laughs> smooth. Real smooth. <laughs> what are you puffing on? A nice sativa. Oh. That reminds me. I should hit my little thing too. And then a little cocaine on the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you're full of it. Well, I can't even go super into depth because honestly, I don't want to sound like a dumbass and I don't want to embarrass myself. So before I even speak on directors that I want to like dive into and talk about their different work, like I need more time to watch more of like Paul Thomas Anderson's movies and stuff. Okay. I can't remember. And that's why I'm like, oh, you know, I, I didn't study <laughs> before that's this. What, I that's what I told you. I, I should have told you beforehand of these questions because I was looking at his films and I was like, wow. Like, I'm like, you have a definitely a different taste in film. I mean, these are good movies, but I don't think I've seen any of them except for Boogie Nights. Well, yeah, Boogie Nights is really popular, but Paul Thomas... Anderson's style is just really unique and I think that's one of the things that really draws me to him just like also a director that I, everybody knows I love Tim Burton I love his style he's just one of those directors that like literally two seconds into seeing the credits roll across the screen you automatically know who like made this movie because his style is just that eccentric and all of its own you know the thing is, is, is Tim Burton still into filmmaking? Right now, no, I think he's already retired, but I'm just saying he's yeah. somebody that I greatly appreciate. And then I'm sure there's a lot of other directors so after him that have been trying to like emulate. That's what I was like. Yeah, look at his followers. And then that'll find that kind of tree. Cause yeah, I mean, same thing on that. I can so see you into that role. Into yeah. uh, Edward Scissor's hands. Like I can see you as the love interest of Edward Scissorhands in that type of a role. Yeah, I love that. If I could be kind of like, I don't know, maybe I've actually been thinking about it. Like maybe because I, I really don't want to always play the love interest, at least if I, I just can't be dynamic. Because even in that movie, like Winona Ryder. That's who I was thinking, but I have, I'm trying to picture you with a different hair color. As you were saying that, I'm like, because I'm seeing you as Winona then. And I'm like, can you go, you know, black? Like, that's what I'm trying to now then. And uh, in that movie, her. she was blonde. Yeah. You know? I'm thinking her in other films. Like, I'm thinking her Stranger Things mom. I'm thinking her and as in. Others. Uh, what, was she in the real life Adams Family or is that Christina Ritchie? 
Christina Ritchie. Christina, I guess, but I'm like, I'm just thinking of you. I can't, you know, putting you in more of that gothic, but mm. was it Winona the love interest in that or was she not? In Edward? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But she was blonde is all I was saying. And then like, okay. that was the only time I think she's been blonde for a role because all of her other things, she always has her nice black hair. And I actually was considering recently, like, should I dye my hair dark and then try to see if I'm taken more seriously? Yeah. You know, but I help. mean, I think it fits your character right now because you are going for younger characters. So it helps to try and be that. But if you want to try and get a serious role younger, that's a different niche. And so then maybe, I don't know, that's a different. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? This is your career, your decision. You I asked mean, yourself. I, I entertained the idea for like two fucking seconds. And I was like, <laughs> no, honestly, I'm not a brunette. And at least not right now. And at least not for a couple of years. Cause I'm really like a part of getting into the industry and getting established is like, really nailing down your look really nailing down yeah. your typecast really nailing down like um how you're perceived by directors and you know even the audience and stuff and it's kind of a little jarring sometimes if you change too much back and forth back and forth and if my first two or three bigger roles if I'm blonde but then like I go to the red carpet event and I have black hair it would just kind of be like hmm I don't know I feel like it might even mess with my momentum yeah. which I don't want to do and like you're saying, you know, I am trying to go for like younger high school aged type roles right now or being like the daughter and stuff like that. And I think the blonde does add like this look of like an aura of innocence or an aura of naivety, you know? Mm -hmm. And then they can, if you don't get that role, they can always be like, oh, but she can play the brunette. And then you have to, you can dye your hair for the role you actually get something like that. Yeah, right. If it was for the right role, I would totally do it. I think as long as it's not like just fucking uncalled for, you know, I know that's something I'm like, oh, I mean, I'm kind of nervous. I'd be a little bit like, okay, y'all are really messing with me on this. Like, cause it's, you don't become blonde overnight if you love your hair and you want yeah. it to stay like the length that it is. So if I go brunette, I'm going to be brunette for a while. And like this compensation and the role has to be right. And the compensation has to be right is all I'm saying. <laughs> oh yeah i'm talking about serious roles i know this is you know being uh high but how monica initially went in for rachel and then they made her so like i'm saying that situation if like oh. you were going in to play uh you know rachel but they're like no we want you to be monica who's the brunette so you get cast then as monica to in that situation oh yeah totally and yeah. especially if it's something long term like that where i know like all right if i need to have black hair for the next seven years okay like, well it's just a pilot because uh, you don't know i mean do they still there's still pilot that. season right there's still pilot season and you have season? to wait for the pilot yeah. to get picked up pilot episode yes pilot season oh pilot season duh oh, they yes. talk about where they push out and then if the episode is successful then you'll get picked up for maybe like eight to ten episodes or 20 episodes mm -hmm. for a network right and then they see how your ratings are and then mm -hmm you know exactly so that is one thing and i'd say even for an opportunity like that i would do it yeah. it would just be like you know i'd really almost i'd need to be very sure like guys i feel yeah. something in this i really think that like it's not just that we make a pilot like everyone's really gonna like this you know yeah and because that was i think i don't know if there was another 
um, show after Seinfeld, but I was just thinking because, you know, a couple generations ago, Seinfeld was the big deal. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the first like shows about nothing, just a sitcom, you know, and then probably right after that was Friends. I don't know if there's another one that I'm missing where somebody's going to be like, Roseanne, everybody loves Raymond. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that, no, because the best, well, one, if you see nowadays, this is, this is kind of shifting the subject, but I'll say first, I don't think since like 2005, like two and a half men was good, you know, those, but all those ended, like, I mean, in 2015, like, because they were from like 2005. It's just like a different area of television now, like sitcom television just doesn't really exist, or if it does, no one watches it, but our parents and their parents. Yeah, you're kind of right about that. Yeah. You're really right about that. I was even just thinking, I mean, is Blackish considered a sitcom? It is, but again, that's, it's just ended, I thought, and that's on 12 years. So yes, it's from like the tail end when like two and a, but that's what I mean. It's been on like Modern Family ended at 12 years, but these started in like 2010, 2009. Like they've, yeah, yeah they're from a different era almost of television before, you know, Apple TV came out four or five years ago and uh, Amazon Prime really started heating up like four or five. And like now that all these are mainstream streaming services, those type of shows don't debut anymore like they're not or not popular Mm -hmm. wow yeah you're so right I didn't even I mean I haven't really thought about that before but definitely only my mom is the one that I know watches a lot of those different sitcom shows and she's even watching like the spinoff of blackish oh I mean I like grownish okay yeah yeah, I love Yara Sahidi I love her uh, I follow her on Instagram like that's my girl she's yeah fucking so gorgeous so talented it's hard it's really cool to appreciate that but I'm also like god damn you know (laughs) taking it for all of us yeah (laughs) but you know this is like the type of thing I can see for you have you ever seen Grownish yeah I mean no 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 sorry I said yes very fast I've heard a lot about it and I've heard a little about it but I haven't actually like sat down and watched an episode myself Okay, I did, I was wondering if you knew the cast. Have you ever seen Secret Life of American Teenager? I think when I was super young. So I only know like a couple of the characters from that, like the main characters. Do you know the Latina character? Uh, yes, yes. The girl uh, looks like a makeshift kind of Kim Kardashian, like if you wanted, but. Okay. Yeah. Well, just like if you just want to like put her in a box, I feel like just generalize. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that came out, you know, I remember when I was in high school, that show was out about 13, 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. And she played a high schooler, uh, dating a high school guy. Like she was, you know, in high school, fast forward, 2021, 20 and plus she's still playing a college girl in Gronish. That's Hispanic girl. And like, that's what I can see. That's yeah. And can you believe that? Like she was playing and she was still too old then to be playing like a high school girl. And even now, 14 years later, she's only playing like a college age girl, like friends with. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, wow. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. I mean, that's a good typecast. 
because exactly. like never age wow are you you've technically like in your hollywood time you know you've only aged like three years now you graduated yeah. high school and you're in college and it's, it's been over a decade you know, it, yeah. <laughs> wow that's amazing oh that's so amazing i don't know like i have to look at her do you know her name uh no uh i can find it real quick though okay and i'll show I'll... the audience too if anyone's watching uh oh you you're finding her name yeah if you found it first you can okay it's francia Rosia. oh that's hard to yeah wow i feel like oh gosh i freaking love this chick she was also in bring it on i she was that's how it goes what? I was going to say that. I didn't think you would know her from that, though, because I kept naming stuff you didn't know her from. So I'm like, you wouldn't know her from Bring It On. <laughs> and then you asked the one thing. Yes, Bring It On. Oh, dude. This chick, I've been a fan for so long. I can't believe she's 33. She, yeah, I mean, she's been dude. active since 2004. Then it made sense when she played a high schooler because she was only like 23. I guess, yeah. But I mean, the fact that she can still pull off at 33. Yeah, right. It's genetics, man. Genetics, and when you've been famous for that long, I mean, I swear they have figured out how to like freeze your skin. But look at Emily Arluck. She, when I remember when I looked up this cast too, Arluck, A-R-L-O-O-K. But she plays, again, one of their college friends and she's like in her mid thirties. I thought she was. Yeah, let's see how old she is. Oh, I forgot to show the audience too. One second, guys. She's only 31, so she's two years younger okay. than okay. Frances. And this is Emily Arlook. I'm going to pull up a good picture of her. No. It's, I can see how she'd be playing like a college person, but I'm still like, wow. Yeah, very she much. Look that young, you know. Can you see her guys? Oh yeah, that's a good picture. That's very vivid. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can see her. I don't think she looks quite as young, but then once you look at Francis, Frances, Francia, that's what it is. <laughs> My God. Say her last name. I'm like Francia. Francia. Razia. But my thing with like chemistry, like. All the other cast is legitimately like Yara was 17 when the show started. Oh yeah, she looks so young. She still looks the exact same as when she was, yeah. Yeah, literally exactly the same. And even when she's smiling big and stuff, I mean, you don't see any wrinkles. You don't see anything like, bitch is yeah. 21 in this picture. <laughs> 19, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> But do, don't you think chemistry would be a problem with two 32-year-olds in the red? Like, Yara was 17. The other people are legitimately, like, 21, 22, 23. Maybe one's 25. I've cast of, like, eight. And we're, you know what I mean? Like, I'm legitimately a decade older than you. Been in this industry since I was, like, six. I guess Yara has, too. So she's mature. But I guess with some of the other people, I, I don't know. It feels like that would be a weird I dynamic. Mean 
if that's like, I mean, just think about it though. Just because these women are 31, they look 25, they probably act 25, you know, who's to even say that they've gone as far as to like right. have kids, start a family, get married. I feel like those are the kind of things that suddenly take you to another level in life where it's legit hard to get along with young people. But if you <laughs> haven't done all of that, and you like, you know, you've not been somebody that's like been married and divorced and you're like bitter or something. You, you still kind of are like, you haven't, you have the life of a 25 year old, even if you are 33 or something. You always play 20, 21 year olds. You spend a lot of your time around 20, 21 year olds on set. You know, I'd say like, it kind of makes sense. Like they wouldn't feel like out of touch or something. Yeah. I mean, Emily though, she is married to like a 45 year old though. I do know that though. So okay, Emily. That's what I'm like. Okay. Well, that makes sense. She seems a little sophisticated. She's a little, yeah. But oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Oh. Especially too, because like I'm approaching 30 soon, and I'm like, I still feel like I'm 20 because I obviously don't have kids. I'm not married. Right. I think there are certain things that make you feel older, like if you'd already bought a house. You'd be like, I fucking feel 40 right now. <laughs> I guess that kind of responsibility. And that's all I keep thinking like, oh, should I be investing in property? Should I? But like, that would be so much like of a baggage that I wouldn't want to kind of deal with when at the same time, like you would want it. But like, why do I want that kind of problems right now? Yeah. You know, figure out something else to invest in. I'd say investing yeah. is always a good idea, but right. Like, yeah. and owning property is a really great way to like build generational wealth but mm. if that's not necessarily your focus if you don't know where your roots are going to be planted yet yeah. and you still have a lot of time to be exploring like I don't think if you buy a house 10 or 20 years from now that it's also going to be like oh no you did the wrong thing yeah. you know so just keep doing you I think you got a gypsy soul you're not meant yeah. to just stay in one place too long. And yeah, buying a house someplace and like having it rented out while you're 6,000 miles away and stuff would be really stressful. I didn't think I had the gypsy soul at first until I like started feeling I'm like, no, I'm really about that life. Yeah, really about moving around and meeting new people and seeing new things all the time. Yeah. Right? It's a vibe. Uh, it's addicting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's how I feel when I go back from trips and stuff. Like, man, I just love it. You know, you could start new life everywhere. Ever. And it's just as easy as doing it, you know, just like going. Mm -hmm. Playing it cool. Playing it cool. Okay. So why are you why are you trying to get all buff? What's what's the point for you getting ripped? Um, I guess just like I think in the same vein of like looking like a superstar, if I just, you know, I just pretend like I've already gotten my breakout role and like I really need to be on top of making sure that I've got like really toned dancer abs and that I'm ready to walk on to like an extremely lucrative, lucrative, you know, role or position or something at yeah. the drop of a hat and it doesn't take me three months to prepare for it or something. Like I just wanna feel my most like prepared confident and like a, you know that is something I feel like could also take me to the next level if like I don't just got the face but I physically I'm not even just like thin or something but I'm actually just like I look like all these people that you see in the movies just trying to emulate that more and I think it 
makes the vision also easier for casting yeah. directors when they're like, can she be in this role when we know that one scene's going to require her to like be in a bikini or there's going to be implied intimacy or are like even if it's not like a main character but like they have the lead character flirting with you for one scene or something you know you need to yeah. look part i just need to look i just want to look more like the part and i'm like okay i'm already kind of toned i'm already kind of thin so i think it's just like you know literally putting myself in the mindset like i'm assigned actress mm -hmm. this is my profession and just like models like you know even if it's their birthday they don't ha eat half a cake or something it's just always kind of having that in the back of your mind like at the end of the day i am a professional and these are kind of the you know requirements that i've got around these to certain things and like things that i won't let happen like i'm not just going to go on vacation and gain eight pounds or something yeah. you know just that kind of stuff because that's the kind of stuff that i normally do i like give myself all the passes if i'm on a cruise i'm like Bitch, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's self-control. Because I mean, I'm planning now. Like, I found the three resorts we're probably gonna go to, and I'm, I'm gonna eat myself into a coma. I'm gonna work out. As you life. should, yeah. as you should. You know, there's a time and a place. I mean, like, I'm still gonna enjoy myself on Thanksgiving and I know other times still. You know, but I'm just saying, like, I'm gonna now be a little bit more mindful of that because I'll do okay. things like bake a batch of brownies and then like eat three brownies until they're gone every day you know and that's like hey like yeah. chill a little bit like just chill. <laughs> chill it just sucks if you have any type of like a cooking bake because it's like it takes so much to make that to cook it and it's like you want to give it to people but if you only eat like one for yourself it's like what was all that work for like yeah y'all got to eat it but I got ideal yeah. situation I love giving that shit away well mail some okay it can last like I will pay for 24 hours shipping okay yeah. if you pay for the shipping Darnell I next time I bake I'll let you know and then we're gonna like just get that sent over to you because like, I, I bake every once in a while I just made some brownies that were really fucking amazing speaking of is it rude for me to move you around and stuff? Do you think that the no. audience is annoyed with that? No, you're good. Move, move it around. I'm just kind of taking you with me to grab a brownie so I don't leave you alone. One of your three of the day. That's, that's what you're doing. Yeah, I, I actually am trying to cut it down to Beto. Oh, actually, instead, my boyfriend got me this cookie yesterday, but I do this thing during the week. How is right that going to help if he's just still getting your cookies? I know he shouldn't have done that. I didn't ask for a cookie. And I specifically made a point not to eat it too because I was like, I'm not eating sugar today. <laughs> so thanks. And now I have a day old Subway cookie. I'm sure it's going to be good though. Oh, you got me hungry. See, now I'm going to eat some candy. Look, I honestly, this is telling, telling the listeners, I got this candy because the girl I was dating liked candy and then but she came she dumped me yesterday so now i have a bag of candy to eat oh i'm sorry yeah it, it's fine i'm yeah, over it now i mean i it was kind of ending anyway because not ending like we were literally i just spent like 400 dollars on dinner last weekend or last thursday so it's like we were good and we had a lot of fun 
like we knew hundred dollars yeah i know she chose the place too i just wanted to like go somewhere have a nice steak dinner she chose like let's go to the place on the river in downtown chicago you know wow and Mm. then because i'm in grad school and i work every weekend because i'm a bartender at by the number two rooftop in the nation like in the whole but because i work on the weekends and she's off every weekend it's a deal breaker oh and yeah and it just okay yeah (laughs) and like i was like it was a problem like two weeks in and then like you know over two months in it still was a problem and I was just like, I can't do anything about it. Like I'm in school and I'm a bartender. Like I work like, and we'll hang out. One time we hung out five days in a row every night, did, but I couldn't be off on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. I mean, it's like a temporary thing. You're not in school year round, but I'm sure it's like, it's better now than later, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I had my my doubts. Of course, there was things like with the physical, what like, you know what I mean? I knew it was eventually and like I wanted more than her. So like that eventually it'd be like a draw. Mm. Wow. Well, I'm a very physical person. So it's just like, and I hate doing that, but uh, you know what I mean? Like it is what it is. Like it's- It seemed like we have to snuggle or this isn't gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that, yeah, I hate being that person to be like that. Yeah, you sound like, yeah. But try to ask cool. for it, you know? You never get what you don't ask for. I mean, I guess I did ask for it. And then it was to a point of like begging. And then I'm like, all right, there's no point to be begging already. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you yeah. this too. I, this was something that was very weird. I, or not weird, but different. Uh, like I as bartending and you know going through fuckboy days like more recently like just like the past couple years since like uh working on myself and as they say and actually trying to date like sex has gotten a lot better when it's with someone I actually cared about Mm -hmm. and so you get excited to the point like all right we'll wait we'll have sex and like when we care about each other it's like oh so much better when you can communicate blah 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 and it was actually the opposite like she was like the more and more she was scared to have sex with someone that she had a connection with. And she was like, this scares me. Like, I don't know how to have sex with someone I have a connection with. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. I hope it's like, you know, it's probably just a situation like it to me, it sounds like she just has some more healing to do. Yeah. You know, like she just needs to figure some other things out. Because normally it wouldn't work that way. And I don't really understand personally. Because, you know, it is all about, like, caring and being able to effectively communicate and speak the same language. That makes yeah. it so much better. But I don't know. I can also understand that it's a really vulnerable place to be in. So I'm sure it just comes from, like, trauma that she's still healing from. Yeah. And yeah, we had fun. It didn't end really badly at all. Cause I kind of gave her the out. Cause I'm like, I, I told you I'm going to work. Uh, like I, I, I can't not work weekends and I'm going to be in school for the next three years. And I'm, if this is that big of a problem, like I'm like, maybe we should talk about this. And then it, you know, went from there. Yeah. Wow. That's good though. 
I'm glad. And besides, yeah. I'm sure it was, it's still fun and something I just always try to remind people too, because, you know, people are always going to come and go throughout your life. And it's just instead of really focusing on like the loss of it, just focus on the fact that you gained some experience and memories. And huh. I'm sure like, you know, there's always a takeaway. There's always a lesson to be learned from the situation or even if it ends up like messy and stuff. And that's something that I just had to like drill into my own head from when bitches, like my friends and stuff, <laughs> suddenly like fuck around and, you know, people will always let you down. <laughs> oh. Oh. So you just have to be like, okay, okay. And like flip it in your head. You know, you're a glass half full type of guy. I am. It was definitely, yeah, I'm happy I put myself out there. I tried because I'm trying not to just, you know, no reason to be a fuck boy anymore. We're trying to be adults here and, you know, have actual right. connections with people and, you know, communicate. And, yeah. Seriously. And thank God. I mean, like you were just saying, literally um, a man approaching his 30s finally oh. said, all right, all right, I'll stop like, you know, just straight up like brag fucking. I'll stop kissing and telling. I'll stop chasing hey. just to like hit it and quit it. Okay. I was only I'll doing start. the third. Okay. There was not a lot of uh, chase. I mean, <laughs> it was just chasing. Okay. It was just fun chasing. Okay. It's not like I'm hit trying to like accumulate a score or like tell the homies about, hey, you know what I okay. did? It, it's mainly I enjoy sex with a, a of bunch of different people. Yeah. And you're a bartender each night was like, that was my problem with work. It was like each night was a different day to be like, who am I going to have sex with today? And it was not a great mentality. Yuck. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, but that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not great. I told you that, but we've moved past that. Now I go to work to work <laughs> to make good oh. cocktails. Well, I'm patting you on the back from over here. <laughs> right, thank you I, I feel you though it's different with men and women I disagree I bet there has been plenty of women who have had the same mentality I'd say like to a degree and yes it's always been around and maybe it just seems more prevalent now because of the fact that everything seems more prevalent now that there's yeah. awareness being brought to different you know top topics and it doesn't always have to be so like mutually exclusive that men can only be the whores or that women can only be the whores like everybody likes to fuck we get it right we are all pretty much genetically predisposed to feel all tingly inside and want to you know <laughs> take it to that level and stuff with pretty much you know most people aren't too picky I suppose but I don't know I'd just say the difference that I was particularly saying is just like the culture right, of You're right. being a fuck boy the culture of still even if women now are you know taking the power back and doing these different things it still is something where we felt like our power was being taken. Like men always think that they fucked us. Men always think that they have some kind of upper hand in the situation and they can be like controlling the situation and controlling our bodies and controlling our minds. It's always men that feel that way about it most of the time. Not to put like a huge blanket statement on everybody, but you know, yeah, it's just yeah. different. I'd say it's, it's unfortunate and it's so much more encouraged where women, it just is seldom. 
that I hear as many conversations that are just so degrading towards men even. We might make fun of men a little, right? Or like talk a little bit of shit, but we're not fucking degrading them. Like how men do to women, or at least how I hear, whether it's on like public transportation or sometimes, you know, just young guys that don't even realize the shit that they're saying is that fucking fucked up. So they say it with bitches in your shot because <laughs> they didn't even think about how upsetting. <laughs> oh no, I mean, it's, I have friends that I, like I'll check them because I'm I'm one of those guys I guess the kind of rare breed I hate to even say that because I'm not trying to say it like that but like if my friends are like saying something like why are you saying it like that like I admit I do say the word bitch too much but I call everyone a bitch men and women and I'm a, I know that part of vocabulary should change but if he'll say something about like uh not because like women are crazy or it's too like vague but saying something about like why this bitch did this something blah 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 like making it because like bitches do this specifically or something like that or like specifically aiming something at like why I don't know but how to describe it but kind of checking a guy for trying to uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say like stereotype it's kind of yeah put it stereotyping putting women in boxes but it's kind of that same culture of, and I forgot where I was going and maybe that's a little high, but it's kind of in that like same disgusting culture of like, oh, I guess if there's, yeah, I guess saying this bitch is so fucking gross. Look at this bitch, something like that. Or, and I'm just, yeah, mm. like checking up on that type of culture. Yeah, yeah. I guess, right? I don't know. Mm. I even want to uh, say that. Hmm? Yeah, let's say it. Say it. No, I mean, I guess just like, just because I was thinking like it just sounds shitty when you say it out loud because even with really the, yeah. the preface of the fact that like beauty is in the eye of the beholder, mm -hmm. obviously, and like beauty is also something that is always subject to change because you know, these different expectations and every, you know, buddy's idols and stuff are always changing with like, what's most popular, what's most trendy, most desirable. So it's just weird because obviously we as a culture, especially women, and especially now that we're in the day and age of social media are super extremely heavily influenced by that. Whether you're 11 years old or 41 years old, you know, we are all, we all feel that pressure and it's yeah. just in a different sense that like being an ugly woman you know, quote unquote ugly is so much more like detrimental to our lives than being like an ugly man. It but at is. least when you're a man, you still get respected. Mm -hmm. You still get offered these kinds of opportunities. You know, you're still given the chance to have like a good life. And I'm sure like somebody will eventually love him too. Even if he's ugly, like he'll still find a woman, you know, yeah. but it's just so different for women. Like if you aren't beautiful, what the fuck are you what are you doing how have you gotten this far you don't get the raise you don't get the job you didn't get the door held open for you you know mm -hmm. just the whole stuff yeah. it's just so messed up that even plays into it as well just like the fucking importance placed on our vaginas before we're even aware of it and like it's not for men for men it's it's 
but that's that and that's what we're just learning the last theory we're going over right now in my theories of counseling class is using the feminist theory and it's about how the patriarchy pretty much has hurt not just women but men because it's rooted and that's uh because men are literally taught that like we're not taught as how we look they're like if you're confident if you're smart if you work hard like those are things to be successful mm-hmm. women women it's like you know if you're quiet if you're polite if you're pretty you know if you dress not like these the, those are going to make you a success being able to cook well being able yeah. to and you know host parties being a good host like right and of course some of this is archaic right like of course yeah. they were learning that in school in the fucking 1950s but it just gets really trippy when you realize that even if like our conversations are starting to progress and even if the awareness is being brought to these different things and girls are starting to get taught a little bit differently it's still very much yeah. to this you know it's really not like we've made that much progress and like girls are learning that much of different stuff they're still encouraged to be taking home ec classes while boys yeah. are encouraged to like go and be in, in sports and stuff you know yeah. and it's like that in and of itself is the sexist thing like ah. <laughs> so totally it's messed up that's cool though what class is it that you guys are learning about theories oh yeah it's theories of counseling that's oh. the class right before that's what the call right before gina she was supposed to call at one i'm glad she didn't she called it like 11 30 she was talking for almost two hours mainly because of this thing that happened with one of the professors but like we're going through all these theories and it's like so rushed like we only have like maybe 12 weeks of classes and it's, you know, you're trying to learn how to like theorize a client. Like how do you help a client pretty much become aware of their disorder and work through it? And there's like all these different theories you can use, but like we, yeah, we don't have enough time to go through it. It's crazy. Wow. And there's only one class in the whole program. So it's like, yeah, if you don't, you're going to have to do so much learning as your own, like once you become a therapist, because we're just like, there's no, like no way a lot of these people are getting this information. Yeah. Right. How many people do you think are listening in on the class? Uh, I think in that one, we maybe have close to 20 and I'd say probably 14 or so are a little like definitely need more work. And of course I do and she does too, but I mean like need that are actually going to be willing to that are willing to put in the work outside are probably only six of us wow hello (laughs) and these people are about to be therapists that's what like you're learning like yeah it's crazy like but i mean what can you do it's the same way with i was shadowing for my uncle who's a psychiatrist and all those physician assistants like half of them had so many life problems and they're trying to help people and they're prescribing medicine. Like they're not perfect. And then two seconds later, like while they're like stressing, they have to like go on the zoom call and like, they don't like, you know what I mean? Like they're going through so much in their head. Sorry, if you're listening to this, I'm not bashing any of you, the practitioners just saying they're going through so much in their head that, and then they're just, you know, then they're about to have to prescribe medicine and do stuff like they're not perfect. They're so, you know, Mm -hmm. And there's so many clients that they're dealing with. And yeah, you just see why it's such an imperfect system. Yeah. And you really get an inside look and understand like, oh, that's how that glaring mistake got made or that's how they missed that. Mm-hmm. And then wow. it's just kind of all over again, all over again. 
systematic shit. Mm -hmm. I always fucking hated my therapist as a child. And <laughs> I mean, I, I can tell you that, and I see that's why one professor said the people from his class, he would recommend to like two. I mean, maybe from, there's maybe a handful of people, and this is only the first semester that I would recommend. And that probably number is going to shrink next semester. And then by next semester, it's going to shrink to where I'll maybe have four classmates that I actually trust that I like yeah. quality therapists. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. I know. My, my therapist would get like fed up with me and then shit me on to the next one. I'd just be so pissed. Like one of them I actually liked. Her name was Shannon. I won't say her last name. <laughs> Shannon fucking Shannon Shannon I I like literally looked for that woman I looked for her <laughs> when I got a little bit older because I was like where'd you go bitch <laughs> what I do to scare you from a, uh, away from a little girl <laughs> uh, a little crazy or there if you look crazy try to kill her just had a knife just I'm like I want to play dolls with you again <laughs> she was out there. I don't even know. Uh, uh, I'm never forgetting, gonna forget her stupid haircut. I hope you how was it? Bitch. I'm kidding. Was it a little bob? How, how was it? Was it short? It was an asymmetrical bob that went like here and here. Okay, was she trendy? Kind of, but she had dead teeth. So I don't know. Uh, Come on, girl. Just like a few dead teeth in there. Yeah. No offense to anybody that has dead teeth. I have a dead tooth. So I can we can't see, that. see it though, but we can't see it though. So no, yeah, but it's been operated on four times. Damn girl. I know. You don't want to pull pull that shit out? I can't because it would be very obvious. Oh, it's it is viewable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. You don't want to look like a meth addict or something, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I could, then I'd blend in really well back home, right? You'll know where you're <laughs> getting. You can get next season of Ozark, your cast. <laughs> right? You just show up with meth mouth. Yeah. That's the funny part now is I feel like so many roles that they are trying to cast. It's like, you can't be, uh, I don't know. This is just me on the outside looking in, but just the fact that maybe in the past you would go to a role and then be like all right an audition and then you go and you play the character but now yeah. they kind of want you to already be that character i'm hearing that yeah from a lot of people before you get into it so it's like you can't play a ballerina unless you were a ballerina you know and it's like who you are and like you have the personality of ballerina like that's just the essence yeah right but you're kind of like well my job as an actor is to be that ballerina. I can still give you this essence. And they're like, no, 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 no. We need you to actually be a ballerina to, in order to play a ballerina. I'm like, oh, so you don't act? They're like, no, you'd be acting. But you know what I mean? It's just so like confusing a little bit. Like, But it's also funny because it, it just really makes you lie on your resume. Arrow's <laughs> a ballerina. She's a gymnast. She's a gymnast. She's a... <laughs> yeah i i'm an acrobat <laughs> do my own stunts i do say that regularly 
I mean, I guess, hey, I can see you maybe in an action film the next. I mean, when are they going to make the next like uh, Pacifier or Cheaper by the Dozen type? Well, that was an action film, but you know what I mean? Like yeah, Agent Cody like Banks. That. Well, you know, the Pacifier with Vin Diesel. like uh, Or like Wanted. Did you ever see that? But with you're not playing, movie? you cannot. Yeah, but you're not playing those roles at this stage. Yeah, we went through this. You're playing children. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I like, what are you going to be, Angelina's I daughter? I like 15. <laughs> like, and she's playing guns with you. I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Right? Like Leon and the, what is it? With super baby Natalie Portman, Leon and the professional. But I'm not that young. So I don't I know. I don't see that. The person who just flicked in my mind to be your mom. I didn't see Natalie. I see Kate Beckinsale. I can so see her playing your mom in something. Yeah, uh, me and Natalie don't have like the same Bone. thing. Yeah. But I can see Kate Beckinsale. I see okay. Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Oh. So what do you got going on for the rest of the day? I'm gonna go and take another COVID test because I've got a fitting on Friday. Excuse me. And then I'm gonna be like a concert party goer mm. for this show for showtime just a background role but it's a paid gig so i like to do those every once in a while and get on set talk to the other little creative kiddos so yeah just covid testing i'm going over the script for a short film with one of my other friends that's making the short film art actually and i also need to respond to some messages on backstage from the little like reality show i just did See, we didn't even actually get to talk about your work. We'll do that next time. We didn't even talk about the reality show, what you've been doing. I know, we didn't talk about anything important. <laughs> yeah. We just caught up. This is just be catching up. We haven't talked in over a month or so. And this has just been like catching up. Yeah, yeah. it's fun though. Uh-huh. That was fun. Okay, was. I do have to leave though because my Zoom appointment is coming up in 10 minutes. All right. Oh, well, have a great day. All right. You too. Well, thank you, Ariel, for joining me. Good luck. Sorry, I know we're up to the wire. She had to be done by a time. She she cut it up to the wire, but thank you for coming. And thank you all for listening. Thank you all for liking, subscribing, sharing, and constantly tuning in. Because I would not be here without the modernites. That's, that's what we're calling it. You are the modernites. We trademarked it. We shared it. It's official. The modernites. Remember, follow Southern Hospitality, follow the Weekly Spread podcast, follow Fargo Watch Party feed. The podcast is changing, but we got more coming from you. And days are going to be shifted out. Usually I'll be on Wednesday. Southern Hospitality will be out on Wednesday and I'll be coming out on Friday. But things are going to just just stay fluid with us. Stay fluid because things are mixing up and they're shifting. But. You know, this was another great episode of a Modern Man podcast, and we've almost hit the full year mark. So it'd be cool to celebrate the full year mark of a Modern Man podcast and the Modern Network. But we'll get to that later. Remember, share with your friends. Tune in next week. Can't wait. Boom. Big episode next week. Big reveal. Big surprise. Thank you. I'm JD Farrell. This is a Modern.